From Studio C at the 511 Studios in the Brewery District in downtown Columbus, this is Note to Future Me. Hi, I'm Brett Johnson, host of the podcast as well as owner of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. In this episode, we're going to hear from Carol Dorn Bell. She is a partner at Allerton Hill Consulting and the host of the podcast We Love Schools. Now, full disclosure, uh, Allerton Hill and the podcast We Love Schools is a client of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. But I did want this story to be heard about a consulting firm doing a podcast. Uh, this consulting firm, Allerton Hill Consulting, does no advertising for themselves. So why a podcast uh, when a podcast in itself is could be a branding tool, can be considered advertising? I think Carol does a great job of explaining why they thought of using a podcast, why they are using the podcast, and how they're using the podcast, not necessarily to support Allerton Hill Consulting, but to do a whole lot more. And it's a great story, and I think it could be a great example for any businesses who are looking at podcasting but are afraid that it could come off, as she calls it, too schmaltzy, <laughs> too, uh, too much of an advertisement for their business. It doesn't have to be. And I think uh, We Love Schools is a really good example of that. And uh, hopefully you get a lot of good information from this interview. I want to thank Carol for being a part of the podcast and hope you enjoy this episode. And thanks for taking notes with me. Well, Carol, thanks for being a guest on my podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I, I don't think I've ever been a guest on a podcast. Haven't you all so this far? Time. Oh. I was going to ask you about that in email if you've if this was a new experience or uh, uh, if if I should be uh, welcoming you a different way. Because you know, five time guest, you know, that sort of thing. No. It's new and it's weird for me to be on this end. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Well, as I start with my podcast, I usually ask my guests um, nonprofits that they support with their time, talent, treasure, whatever it might be, just to give a little plug to nonprofits at the beginning since we're going to be so business-oriented toward the end. Well, this one's easy for me. I I started and I fully support the Olentangy Dyslexia Network. My, mm. my two children uh, are dyslexic, and we years ago quickly found that we had trouble with getting them properly identified, which is, you know, in accordance with the law that you have to identify the find and identify these kids mm-hmm. and getting them the services. And so we work, of course, within our school system, which is Olin Tangy, they've done a great job over these last number of years and they've really become a leader now. But other we've just found as we've gotten out that Dyslexic services are really far behind for kids. But at any rate, we've really? done uh, – Yes. And you hear so much about it, you would think that it's you, on task. You yeah. you would, and they need a very specific type of um, kind of tutoring. It, their brains just work differently. Sure. And, okay. um, you know, and especially my older one is <laughs> very dyslexic. Of course, all dyslexics are very dyslexic. Mm-hmm. You know, I should qualify that. I mean, you, you have it, you have it. But it was just a heartbreaking experience, but very formative, I think, for all of us within the family. I'm not dyslexic. I don't know anything about it. But once we learned that our oldest child was, we were all in, in terms of supporting her. And we were willing to change the world for her. Right. And so that is very close to my heart. Okay. That it is a cause I am... I. I will never let go of sure. in my lifetime. Yeah. Well, that lends toward the, the the area you are in, 
public schools, schools supporting public schools, basically, in, in essence, of, of you know talking about that. And let's let's talk a little bit about that. Your background in history and and also the company you're you're a part of. Yeah, sure. So. I'm with Allerton Hill Consulting, and we're a full-service consulting firm. We work exclusively with schools. And as I tell superintendents, my job is to make sure your goals are accomplished, your 30,000-foot goals. We're not a replacement for a communications person, a day-to-day person. So if you want to talk about lice or the lunch menu, that's not us. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Right, but if you need to start having the communicate, start having the conversation with your community about facilities and the need for new facilities and why you're looking into that in a very informational way, of course – uh, or, or it could be something like redistricting. We don't do the redistricting work, but it's weaving the conversation with the community as to the need and why you're looking at these things. It's more the 30,000-foot view. Right. Okay. How did the process begin to talk about a podcast? I mean, you're very insulated in regards to, you know, your your business, you know, who who your business is, who you're targeting and such. Why a podcast for Allerton? Um, and, and what were those first discussions like to go, okay, hey, this podcast thing, we should look at it. <laughs> you know, how did that begin for you? We are – we do have a very specific niche. And, you know, Joel, Joel Gagne, my business partner within the firm, came to me and said, I think this is a great idea. And he's he's a big podcast listener. Okay. And by the way, he's – um, he's dyslexic too. I feel like I'm surrounded by them. Like, you know, like my life. I mean, you know, things really come to you for a reason. And your sure. life just all makes sense. I think the older you get. So I'm, I'm to that point. <laughs> but at any rate, he came to me and, he, you know, he takes in content very differently than I do. We're a good yin and yang in a whole lot of ways. But he came to me and he's – and I am also a big podcast listener in general. I, I have my definite favorites out there. But he said, you know, let's do this. You know, we're talking to – and working with our clients out there, we're encountering all these really cool things that they're doing, and let's give it a larger platform. And yeah, it could be good for business, but, you know, honestly, to our core, all of us within the firm, we're deeply, deeply committed to public schools and and to that work, and, and therefore to the work that our clients are doing. And so it, this it's not a business per se to us we never view it like that um and it's just it's just it's a calling and so the podcast is really our venue for providing this platform public schools take so many hits all the time out there as we all know and largely they're unwarranted they're doing a lot of really cool things out there with sometimes very few resources and especially when i'm out there work talking with you know i can talk to a, a super affluent school district that has more resources n- none of them really are n- none of them have a whole lot of resources honestly for you know when you really look at their budgets but that's a whole different story sure. but but you know some of the super affluent school districts it's easy for people to say oh that's where the talent is and that's where they're doing the really innovative things well that's not true if you go out to some of these districts in Appalachia and I've interviewed them, they're doing some really cool things. I did a podcast recently about a summer lunch program where they're taking this blue bus all around. And and it was a really cool podcast. And I felt like it was such a creative, innovative way to identify a need and fill that need, to meet that need. And 
that was just in, you know, any school district Ohio kind of thing. But they're doing something really cool out there. Mm-hmm. And that's worth people knowing right. about. Well, and it's funny you um, you make the comment that you've had a conversation with Joel that the podcast doesn't necessarily have to bring in business for you. But it's the stories. It's the who's the intended audience and let's get that information out there. In, in your mind, do you think that lessens the pressure of what that podcast has to do for you and and who you talk to? Yeah, I think it does a lot. It will, and it, it just fits with our mission. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when you're in, I think, in the right line of work for the right reasons, you accept that a lot of what you do may not be directly toward the ROI of things and you're planting seeds and maybe they'll bloom in the future, but it's, it's goodwill and it puts our name out there and it puts their name out there. And I want to show them in a good light, but yeah, I think actually it does take a lot of the pressure off because then, you know, when I, when I, because when I sit down then to interview somebody, it's so interesting. You asked this question. It's really got me thinking, but when I sit down to interview somebody, I approach it more from the standpoint that I'm sitting down and just having this conversation with somebody. So there is no pressure. It's I really genuinely want to know what you're doing and I want to give it that platform. Right. So I think it does. Yeah. Well, and then it's coming through to me, uh, full disclosure, you're one of my clients. We've been working together now for I don't know, a few months. I don't I, I don't know when I never I feel like it's been it's been way longer than I, that. I know. I think the beginning of the year, I think. Yes. I don't know. I never really look at the clock and go, okay, hey, it, it's now a six month anniversary kind of thing. Unless it's a year, then I kinda like to make note of that. But but at the same time, you know, noting the the content that you've been sending me to to edit and then, you know, we help promote and such like that. It's the the episodes and the content that you are you know, especially the last couple about the food. Okay, the the the, the, uh, the, the blue bu- bus, the blue bus, yeah. as well as um, the uh, the innovative ways of you know creating this local food, ingesting, bringing local pro- locally produced food into a school cafeteria. Uh, to me, it looks as though those pieces of content are not going to help your business. <laughs> no, putting that out. No, it actually, I, I thought this is a general public type of podcast that they should be listening to this and knowing what schools are actually doing that's so innovative to help their students do the best that they can by feeding them during the summer with the, with the bus as well as just a normal school time um, to make the best of a situation and get the best out of their students. I thought they were great examples of, yeah, your target might be superintendents. Okay, great overall, but those two episodes did much more than that. They do. Do you know what else – We have so evolved with the podcast, too. But do you know what else it does is I didn't have a relationship with that superintendent uh, prior to that. I I didn't know that person. Someone tipped me off or tipped me off, clued me into (laughs) – that sounds like like news stuff, right? Like hot tip. They're doing this. Go investigate. But someone clued me in. They're doing this. I think it would make a cool podcast. And so I reach out. And what I find is when I reach out just with an email – you know, so-and-so said, right, you're doing this cool thing and I'd like to interview you and this is – the format is friendly and blah, blah, blah. I have I have only had one person over the many years we've been doing this say, you know, I think just not right now kind mm. of thing. And it wasn't even 
I'm not comfortable with the platform. It was just kind of not right now. Sure. But I, but but do, but you see, I guess it's the planting of the seeds. Then I I interview that person. They're satisfied with it. Someday down the road, you know, these superintendents they move up, or maybe they just move out and retire. But sure. <laughs> as oh, everybody yeah. does yeah. Oh, toward yeah. the end of their career, because they usually they're toward the tail end of their career. But but it's the planting of seeds that I feel like you know someday will bloom. But there's no pressure. We don't advertise as a firm. We do no advertisements whatsoever. We don't for our services or anything. This is, I would say, the closest we come to it. And we really don't push our firm within it. No, I'd have to say you don't. The beginning. We probably should. You, I think at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast, you establish who you are. I think that's legitimate. You've Otherwise, uh, a listener will kind of go, okay, why are they doing this? Who is this business? Okay. You know, but there's never really a call to action. No. A hard call to action. No, like a hard sell. We just don't do that. It just is. Either people believe in what we do or they don't. And, which, which and we're all with our mouth. Right. Which, in essence, is just a branding podcast for you. Right. Ultimately, you know, as, as a tool. I guess it is. And, yeah. So, yeah. and a networking opportunity, too. Yeah. That you get to talk to people that you never would before. It is. You know, I had somebody on recently, and he was such a good interviewee. And. I, I said to him afterwards, we got to do this again. Like, come up with a topic because you were really fun and really good in mm-hmm. this medium. But you know far more about this than I do, truly. I, it, you've been, and and this is like a very shameless plug on my end, but you've been nothing but great for us to work with. Well, thank and you. And so professional. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Well, I um, – And that, that's genuine. I mean that. Well, that's genuine. Thank you. Know, you. You don't often have a chance to tell people that. Sure. I won't get any more sappy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. No, I, I can I can handle it. Sappy is good for every once in a while. So you know, you know, there's some days you kind of go, I'm faking it today, aren't I? You know, then we you kind of go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and then then you hear a, a couple of pieces, and you're like, okay, maybe I'm doing okay. <laughs> Everybody needs that occasionally yes. too. So yeah, well, you talked about you and Joel having this conversation about the podcast. I know there had to be more people involved because you have more people supporting each time we publish in regards to putting it on the web and social and such. Let's talk a little bit about that. So once you and Joel had the conversation, yep, let's do it. What was the next step? What did you do? Who, who was brought in and how did you get it accomplished? Well, we, we started out with, um, I, I see, I call what you do podcast guru. That's your like official title in my brain. So we started out with a, a podcast guru of sorts who could go through, okay. tell us what equipment to buy, which was so easy. Mm-hmm. And I set it up in my office and um Joel and I started taping. We, we, I mean, it really is an evolution. We started out taping together, um, smashing in the whole interview. So the intro and outro that kind of, you know, bookend the, the podcast, we were kind of all doing it once. And we just learned things as we went along that, well, interview, because, well, let me back up. You know, right now ours is face to face. And I don't, we don't tape ours like that. So I don't have this like beautiful studio that you have. And um, it's in my office. And so I tape over actually Skype. Mm-hmm. And so I call that person at that set hour. I ask them in advance, you know, make sure that you have, um, you know, a headset if you can. Doesn't always. I've had people try and do it on speakerphone, which is terrible. Uh, it was terrible anyway. No matter, it doesn't matter what. It's terrible. No, but we, we know we've learned because you can't see somebody. It is if you're doing it that way. 
we learned it's very difficult to have more than two people, the interviewer and the interviewee, on. Because they're kind of like planes colliding in the sky, right. people talking over each other, the awkwardness. And it's like, oh, this is so difficult. So I, I usually, for mine, only want one person. And we started out interviewing. We said we said early on, let's interview. Let's right away run through our clients. Let's, let's talk with them. Whatever they want to talk about, you know, let's let's arrive at the topic and things like that. That's a no brainer. We interviewed some people within our firm. They were very supportive, and they have been. They they haven't been interested in in being the interviewer, and because we did open that up to everybody who wants to do this, oh, right? Okay. Yeah, we did. We, right away, I said, you know, I'd like to do this. I mean, I definitely. This is something that interests me. So it really, Joel and I do it because it is what interested us. But everybody else is like, yeah, you got that. <laughs> you guys go do your thing and we'll, we'll send clients to you. Well, it's always great to have you. another point of view, another angle of, of, of a different interviewer. Yeah. You oh, bet. And oh. we all bring oh, – yeah. what oh. I, you know, I, I feel like our firm is very, I don't know, democratic or whatever. But we all bring just these different talents and skills and we're always very sensitive of what do you want to do and where do you, know, you want to be in you know, this thing that we have. Do you want to mm-hmm. be a part of it or not? Is that you know, where your skills are and where your love is? Well, and each one of your members of the team yes. is, is very visual on the website. Is it good? So I think it's, it's neat to put a voice to a person. Yes. Because it doesn't always come through, though you have the video portion of the website to find. And you can, you know, you kind of want to hear how that person sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I you think do. So too. And I think it's neat to go, oh, that's Carol. Oh, that's Carol. Oh, that, that's Joel. Okay. That's true. Because, of course, I've yeah. looked up Terry Gross. Sure. I mean, you know, people like that oh, from my yeah. favorite, you yeah. know, um, oh, the guy from This American Life, what, Ezra? No. Ira, Ira Glass. Of course, I've looked him up. What's he sound like? He doesn't look like that. It's it's funny you bring up Terry Gross because she was the uh, keynote speaker at last year's podcast movement. Just happened a year ago. It was in Philly. And she comes out and she's this very short, petite lady. But she's in total leather. (laughs) Cool. Cooling it up, you know. And she just had this, for as small a person as she is, she had the stage presence that she owned it did she she owned it and she did, but didn't do a whole lot of movement stuff but just people were just glued because she is what she is and she brought these examples of what she did that her mistakes and bad interviews and things that went really bad and just just over a lifetime just to give you good examples of okay you're going to be an interviewer as with your podcast this stuff's going to happen and you live through it so actually it's funny you bring her up because it was just so funny everybody was just enamored by her but this is this very petite leather, you know, cool funny? looking 60 year old. I wish I had that know. kind of cool. I know. <laughs> I just, I do. <laughs> I do. I envy that. Yeah. And you think it, okay, now she's back on her way to WHYY, you know, and then yeah. <laughs> after the, after the gig. So yeah. If I came out like that, my friends would be like, you need to go back and change. <laughs> yeah, that's just, you can't pull this off. <laughs> that's too funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, good. That's interesting that uh, no one's Picked up the baton to want to help, but uh, but but it's good that you gave that opportunity to them. That's great. Absolutely, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you said you were targeting, you know, superintendents with the podcast, but I, I think you know, as you said, it's evolved. Um, let's take a look at when you first began. Of course, you you said you were talking to clients already. Um, 
And you did talk about just a little bit ago in regards to, you know, how it's evolved and, and changed and the topics are really ever changing and such. At the beginning, what did you, what were you thinking about in regards to the, the content? What did you want to get out there? And then how, how, how and why did it change over time? You know, I, I worked so hard at the content. At, 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 at kind of the flow and the questions and mm-hmm. and kind of the back end of it. And then be, because I think a function of two things, it was so labor intensive and I was so busy with the, 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 the part of the work that pays the bills on a day-to-day basis right. that something had to give. And so – and I, and I didn't feel like it always made for – I was putting a lot of work into the back end of, of weaving the content when I, I always wasn't – it was difficult for me because I wasn't the expert. You know, like if like with the – I'm going to go back to the blue bus. Sure. I, I don't – it would be hard for me to fully understand the flow of the questions that need to occur because I, I only have a cursory level of what that project is about. And so I learned some – I was making it far harder is what I learned. So, and I, I kind of stepped because of those two different issues that I had converging on, on me. I, I, I started with, uh, with a few of the um, coming interviews after that to say, can you get me about five to six good questions, good questions. So I get the flow. I get, you know, what you do so that we make sure we also cover what you want to cover. I want to, I want to accomplish their goals. I don't want to waste their time. And I want them to feel like they got something out of it too, so that the people need to know. And I, that was, that's been really effective. And I've stayed with that format. And I feel like it's made for a better interview. Now, I don't always stick with the questions that they give me, but it's just this kicking off point, this jumping off point um, and it, it's just made everything so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, does that help? I, you, yeah, I, I think that's a perfect way of going about it because sometimes there isn't enough information to know about what you want to talk about. Like you said, you were tipped off yeah. about this thing <laughs> happening. Uh, maybe a good example. Now, I know the bus had a TV coverage. So yes. you could probably watch the two-minute piece on the TV. Not a whole lot of information. But the um, – the, the latest episode that you have up talking about the, you know, the change of this cafeteria in – I forget what school system it was. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I'll look it up. Yeah. I'll look it up. Yep. Um, I'll put it in the podcast show notes. Um, but there's probably no information about that other than going on the website. Their Facebook page was where most of it was. Yes. So you could get a little bit of it. But how much time this woman is put into that was uh, amazing. changing everything about the food. She was so thoughtful. Yeah. And I was impressed by how deep her knowledge was. She yeah. was really an expert. She really was. She really was. And just what, two years out of, well, just a handful of years out of school, right? If I understood that yes, correctly? Uh, she really was. And yeah. I mean, and, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about somebody from my generation who their idea of somebody who runs the food, food service program is like Adam Sandler's lunch lady. Right. land song right. i mean and she which i mean is just a really you know crass kind of thing but it was a whole different vision i mean she was she's amazing mm-hmm. but you know the i i should say too and and this hits again to the evolution or, or for, you know how how we've i don't know changed over time is yes the content but also we started out and i haven't looked at the metrics on the on the back end as of late, but we started out realizing that our target for this podcast are 
superintendents, which we do have a lot of super, uh, loyal superintendent listeners, they tell me, and I've actually like been recognized like out there, like you're not, not you Isn't know, like that cool. It is so weird. <laughs> it is so weird. I don't even know what to do with it. You need the leather stuff. In the I, back. Need, like, I need the Terry the Gross. gross. <laughs> doing Terry Gross today, right? There you go. But also women. Women are big podcast listeners, which I didn't realize until I started getting into this. And I don't know if that's still mm-hmm. the case, but. So we realized those are, and those are two kind of very different audiences at times. Not that there's not a lot of, well, there's not a lot of female superintendents, but you get what I'm saying. It's, it, we're talking about it kind of, they're, they're just very different. But I've had superintendents r- refer people to our podcast as PD, a form of PD. Listen really? and here's, yes, I have. And we were even in a book. Uh, by um, an, an educator that an educator wrote, um, he, he presents all over the world, and he re- recommended our podcast as one of the very few to that he recommended to listen to. So That's fantastic. I felt like, wow, this is just really something cool. So, isn't that fun that you put something together? You did. You don't really go out to do that. Yes, it's just to get information out, and things happen around it that organically happen to support it yeah i mean it's it's because you're doing the right thing because we're doing it the right thing for the right reasons and we're staying true to that i think that makes a big difference yeah and i i dwell on this piece of it because i think a lot of businesses who don't advertise themselves just like you you talked about look at this but they number one see it as an advertisement but it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. and number two can be an avenue to brand themselves softly no, and and that's why and that's why I want I, I, again dwelling on this past fifteen twenty minutes in regards to the content piece you're doing it properly yeah and you're I, having fun doing we're having it. Fun. It, it, it I mean and if it weren't fun I wouldn't want to do right. it, it the, our work is fun we love our work but nobody wants to sit through a sales pitch no, or feel but like they won't in a podcast and you know what I don't yeah. want to give one right. I don't know I feel skeezy yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> just me it's not me. But that, and then saying that as well too. All of a sudden, you're giving an example of what working with Allerton is like. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. That's what this whole thing can do is give an example of those guys sound like they know what they're doing. Number one, and number two, she sounds like she'd be fun to work with. Mm -hmm. She gets it. Yes. And Joel does too. In in the episodes that he records and has done. Let's call them. Let's let's have an interview with them, right? You know, and see if we can work with them. Yeah, sort of I, I mean, it's so easy to reach out to somebody. I mean, it's kind of like blind date ish, right? But mm-hmm. it's so easy to reach out to somebody and they accept, and then you've got this interview and this really cool podcast that you're putting out to people with great information. Right, it's just a great thing. There's a lot of discussion about okay, if we're going to create a podcast. We've got to we've got to publish. But what should our schedule be? Every two weeks, every week, every day, uh. blah blah blah. You are against the norm for sure in regards to when it happens. The frequency? Yeah. Or, or, okay. The frequency. Is that a good thing? Good or bad doesn't okay. matter, <laughs> does it? Because you're getting noted in books. Well, that's <laughs> you true. are now in, in the level of professional development. So what? That's the true. content's good. So I, I do want to make a point in, in regards to really you don't have a schedule. Um, yeah, other than, I'm sure in your mind you do. It's like, okay, I want to get do. a couple of them done a month. But a lot of it hinges on if the person's available to talk to, of course. But I think overall we've been you know, maybe doing one to two a month for sure. Depends on availability. Probably during the school season it might be a little easier. I, I, let's yeah. talk about what were you thinking of a frequency schedule or just like, you know, when this happens, we get it done. 
but let's make sure we kind of focus on getting something out once a month, a couple of times a month. Yeah, so we, we, we of course, have a schedule in mind, but we're also forgiving of ourselves because <laughs> mm-hmm. this is something we do for fun, right? Sure. But we – so let me back up a little bit. One of the things – after we started our podcast and had it going for a while, we contracted with – somebody that could kind of audit our podcast and give us some tips and tricks and things like that. And it was, it was real. It, all I did was provide a couple different samples and, but anyway, he kicked back some, some really good input for how to improve our podcast. And they were, they were, they were simple. Th- they, they were simple fixes that I could do that I feel like greatly improved them. And, and Joel had the same feedback, but in his was tailored to him, of course. And so that was really helpful um, for us. Wait, I forgot your original question even. What was your original question? I was going somewhere. I really – I was no, going it's, somewhere. It, it, your plan for frequency. Oh, plan for frequency. Right. And so one of the or, – Or the lack of. Whatever, or the lack or of. Yeah, either way. Uh, you know, so, so one of the things that he recommended to us was to tape more frequently – Take more frequently, but also divide some of these up. So we might have a t- we might be interviewing somebody, but and it might be a longer podcast. But create some natural breaks in there where we can separate it out over, like let's say five days. Now if we don't do that. It's probably still a good idea. I think our podcasts they're pretty short. It's not this American Life long, like an hour, right. which is one of my favorites. <laughs> and but it's but it's um, you know I would say we wind up. 10, 20 minutes, somewhere in that range, depending on the, you know, how it goes. So I don't know. He seemed to think, you know, shorter was better, but I'm not sure how I feel about that, honestly. But otherwise, it's a matter of how busy are we? When can we get people scheduled? And things happen. You know, my electricity went out. Uh, about an hour before I was supposed to podcast recently, I had to reschedule somebody <laughs> on out. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you know, there are just yeah. some things that happen, mm-hmm. and, and, and and now people are really good about not canceling or you know that kind of thing. They really are. So it, um, it, it it's somewhat rare, but it just depends on how how quickly we can get people scheduled in, and and I need time in the office. I cannot. I will tell you, I cannot tape. Back to back to back to back podcasts. I'm gassed. It fries you. It fry. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah. Because because you want to be respectful of your guest and really be on it, but your mind can wander. Yes. So I can't. I and, can't and block out a whole fresh. day. Doing you're not as fresh as the first mm. one compared to the fourth one. That's right. And especially even if it is 20 minutes, and you know what, a 20 minute interview is not a 20 minute interview. No, it's not. You're on the phone with them five to 10 minutes prior. Loosing them up yes. in the green room, quote unquote. Yes, and then getting into, it. and then there's always post. You're probably going to talk a little bit afterwards too. And and then afterwards, I need to tape my intro and outro, mm-hmm. so I need time to kind of reflect, bring things together, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And yeah, I think um, you know the infrequency is fine. I think the content holds its own. Um, I think you you walked into it right. You and Joel walked into it right in regards to investing in yourself. And this isn't a shameless plug to work with a consultant or anybody, sure. but it's. If you're putting money into this, you will get it accomplished. You know there's going to be a bill coming from your hosting platform, the person editing, your per, your consultant, whoever is involved, even your web designer. 
Mm-hmm. You know you're paying people to do certain things for you. It's like, oh, why are we paying this and we're not doing it? That's right. So that's probably in the back of your mind. I, I, that works for me. If I'm paying for something, it's like, you know what? I got to do this. Hey. I'm going to do this because I enjoy doing it anyway. Just get it on the schedule. When we pay for things, we value them more. Right. I mean, it just is. So I think that in itself is a lesson. If you're going to do it and you everything, you but say, hey, we'll do it, but we'll do it for free. You're not going to get it done. Mm-hmm. You really aren't. Every once in a while we have the conversation, should we continue with this? And I'm always, yes, I I, I like it. I, I feel like it's off of my regular kind of work that I do. So it's it's diverges from that a little bit. And it's fun and it's interesting. And But we always come back to yes yeah. with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a little bit of time, but it's worth it. Right. Well, especially for the, the, the quick feedback you're getting on everything, you're enjoying it and you, you're you're getting these stories that are just completely like, that's cool. Right. And no one else is showcasing it. Nobody else is talking about it. It's giving them exposure outside of their small community. That could be a prime example for any community around the country. Absolutely. Of these things going on. It's great. Yeah. Social media strategy. So what, uh, you know, at the beginning, what were you thinking about doing? And social media, I'm talking about platforms, and, you know, whether it be Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, has that evolved? Has it, what was targeted, and, and what do you do with uh, supporting? You know, getting the word out with with the We Love Schools podcast yeah, specifically. Yeah. So, and is it tied in with the business in some fashion, or is it even separate? Um, what, what were the discussions with that? You know, well, so we we did have some discussion about that, and it, it is linked off of our Allerton Hill webpage, but it's not very prominent. And when in within our podcast, we push the We Love Schools website. We don't push our Allerton Hill. And so people go directly there. Uh, t- the Twitter, all the social media, it's it's We Love Schools. It's mm-hmm. um, oriented. It's not toward our firm either. And again, maybe we're making a mistake there, but I don't I don't think so. It, it feels right for us. Then it's right. Right. So, you know, a lot of it is mm-hmm. feel like it feels kind of icky, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but we have somebody that does run that for us. Now, I will on my work Twitter post – I try and post pictures work, right? So I'll post a picture usually and tag different people that I'm interviewing mm-hmm. and tag, of course, schools podcast and they will retweet, you know. So like, you know, interviewing so-and-so today about blah, 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 stay tuned <laughs> you right. know, kind of thing. Right. So at least I'm keeping it mm-hmm. out there in a different way. And of course – I find that they retweet it. So it, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's the planting of the seeds again, you know, like it just it brings good, a lot of goodwill. Especially when you're finding a topic that they're very proud of that they want to talk about. Obviously, that's why they want to be on the podcast is to toot their own horn. Perfectly legit. It's yes. fine it, it, because they're looking for avenues to talk about stuff that they're doing. It's great. Yes. It's like, oh, hey, she's going to interview us. This is, an, this is a self-plug that doesn't sound like we're talking about ourselves. Somebody else interviewed us about this. Yes, I yeah. think I think that's part of the power for them. I mean, usually I find that maybe maybe they've um, been able to talk about something at a school board meeting. Which, if you've ever been to a school board meeting, not many people go, and so it's a little bit like if a tree falls in a forest, did it really happen? And so there's just there's not the audience, or and it's not the best venue frankly, for something like that to, to really get it out. Or they might put something in their newsletter or put something out internally. And I think there's that, that yes, absolutely do that for one, for any any that are considering that. But 
it has a different level of validation when you're on, when you've been asked, you know, maybe by a school's podcast or podcast to be interviewed that, wow, this is maybe something pretty special. Mm, And I think think they see that. Sure. We'll get back to the interview right after this. With over 600,000 podcasts available, your podcast needs to stand out immediately. By working with Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants, you get the one-year advantage. Your first episode will sound like you've been podcasting for a year. The podcast consultants at Circle 270 Media have over 35 years' experience in digital and traditional marketing, content creation, audio production, recording, and broadcasting. We strategically bring these worlds together and consult businesses who are implementing podcasting into their marketing strategy to grow their brands and businesses. Own your story. Engage and interact with your customers and clients. Grow your brand and business with your own podcast. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com. Getting into the the, kind of nuts and bolts, um, as I gave you these questions ahead of time, you're probably going, why does he want to know about that? (laughs) And do I remember how that happened? Um, I only bring it up because there are so many options of a hosting platform where you can go to host, whether it's uh, Blueberry, you know, uh, Spreaker, uh, whatever the case might be. Um, you chose Libsyn early on. I, do you remember any re- recall why Libsyn? And I only bring it up because there are some really great options out there. And were there some pieces to Libsyn that you thought were attractive compared to others? No. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. That's I, fine. I was. It could have I been was, the choice of your editor and and yeah, wrote that. I yeah. think it was the magic that occurred. But sure. I mean, that is definitely yeah. If you say switch, we will switch. <laughs> <laughs> Until Lipson says we, we it, it, does, it does things wrong, I say keep going with it because it, it's it's not necessarily a hassle to switch to a podcast platform if you don't have to. Why? Yeah. You know, until you realize that uh, their numbers really aren't true or their support's really bad and mm-hmm. something happened. Just like anything else in life, if you're just dissatisfied with – it really comes broken. down to support. It really yeah. does. If something happens and the support's not there, then you start thinking about it. Yeah, we've so. never had an issue at all. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't part yeah. of those conversations. That's the magic that occurred outside of anything. Yeah. I've got a few for. go-tos. I've used – four or five different ones so out of more interest just to see what the platforms are like so for me this was my first foray into libsyn to know what that platform is like and again everybody's the same ultimately it just, a, it's I'm just a, the inter- it's a user experience i'm a tinkerer so, like that yeah, too i like know. to see like wow what's that, yeah, what's that look what's like that what's that do? do what's that do yeah. what, what doesn't that do and, and and i think um there are some platforms that do better than others specific to what you need for example a spreaker can go uh, you can go live oh. and live stream on Spreaker. They're the only platform that you can do that. So it's kind of a live radio online when it comes down to it. Um, but if that's not your gig and you're not interested in doing it, well, you're not really paying for that option. But, okay, that's not really a platform I have to go to if I – that's never really in the game plan. Yeah. So, And I've used that platform – uh, quite a bit for live stream for different events and uh, a nonprofit that I work with as well too works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just dog and pony show stuff. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, you know, but but it's different access and and those we interviewed thought it was kind of cool. Oh, I so, bet. You know, just it's a, intimidating going live. It is a little bit, a little bit, you know. But we always say, you know, hey, it's being recorded at the same time. We'll you know edit 
for those that, you know, the bigger audience that probably will be listening afterwards. Mm. So the live, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it too much. So yeah. it gets out of their minds. So that's fine. Now, you mentioned earlier your recording space is your home, mm-hmm. uh, home office and mm-hmm. such. Um, so you're doing it. Let's talk about the equipment that you literally have there at the house. So it's um it's this, it's this beautiful microphone. It even is like pretty to look at. I mean I I mean that. Like I mean I, I'm like I'm rather attached to the the whole setup. And I just kind of, you know, it's on this easel kind of thing or, or this arm that mm-hmm. I just swing over and you know, I have my laptop set up and I you know, I'm a planner, so I don't like to leave anything to the last minute. So before I interview, I get on, I don't know, about 10 minutes ahead of time just to make sure everything's plugged in properly. Because sometimes sometimes you just, your brain shorts out and <laughs> with anybody. And wait, where does this plug in and how? And, and so I want to make sure that um, every once in a while that happens. But I want to make sure that everything is set up correctly. I've got the right call-in number that I have uh, for somebody and that I'm good to go. But it's it's runs – it's so incredibly simple, but it runs off of um, – you know, I call through Skype. It's all through my computer, tape through – I think it's call recorder. Yeah. And after I'm done, I upload to you. Now, I once made the mistake of – I knew somebody that I was interviewing. We were just, you know – just having a catch-up session about how the kids and things like that. So I turned the call recorder off, forgot, and started interviewing. <laughs> so now now I just I leave it on because I just don't want to leave anything to chance. Right. And I felt it's, like such a bozo. You, you, you <laughs> oh won't gosh. be the first or last time to do it. As oh. you notice me, I'm eyeballing the recording every once in a while, making sure it's still red, still yes. it's still going on, because every system has ghosts in the machine. Yes, yes. And whether even you did hit record and it stops, like, oh, computer glitch, great. Okay, you can get a start over wherever yes. you started. It happens to everybody or run out of space on the computer that it doesn't oh. record anymore. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's happened terrifying. with a couple of podcasters I work with that – um, they went through a great recording session. In fact, it was specific to Lawyer Talk um, here that I work with. And and halfway, it, it, Steve goes to the computer and looks at it and goes, oh, no, 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 no. And about halfway through, it stopped. And you cannot recreate ran, that magic. You can't. That was the problem. You can't recreate it. They did to a certain point, but the, oh, they, they were all going, no, did that piece? Oh, no, no, because it was such a great conversation. I happened to be out in the in – the, uh, um, reception area listening in it was a good session they they, they were having a blast yeah so you just you can't then you got to try okay where did it stop oh, we, we talked about that already so it's really hard to recreate other than just from the very beginning and it loses its luster when you have to do that it's kind of tough it, it's doable but it's tough it, it does it's, it's like tough. having somebody come in mid-conversation and say what were you guys talking about yeah. you know what like it was right. so involved just forget it like, <laughs> you, know? you wouldn't get it just yeah. forget yeah. it just forget we're it we're exactly. moving on yeah right right uh, um some realities to a podcast recording especially over the long haul i mean there are bumps in the road um Obviously, our relationship started with a bump in the road. Now, not, <laughs> that, you, not, on, you, wrong, not no, on your part or not be, on our because part. Because of but... something happened that we got together and started working together. Yes. So uh, let's talk about some of those bumps in the road. You've had now how many years recording? Uh, there are things that are going to happen. Change of people. Uh we won't ever go there again, you know, with that yeah. type of conversation. Yeah. Think of some things because I think it's a good example of it's not all smooth sailing, but overcome it and keep moving on. You know, I think um, bumps in the road. 
every once in a while I have somebody that I interview that's been passed on to me as somebody that really would have a lot to say, a great topic. And honestly, it's a flat interview. Mm. And I feel it. I can feel it. Like either I one of one of the things I care about is somebody who's doing the interviewing is I want to establish that rapport early on that, you know, with that person. And I and like I said, I often don't know who I'm these people that I'm interviewing. But sometimes the interview is just really flat. Or we might start out in the green room green room, as you noted noted so appropriately, having this great conversation and then we get to the recording of it and they're flat and it's what happened mm-hmm. and but that's that's rare but it's deflating is this the deflating feeling because as a host i'm trying to you know poke and and things like this and to get this going again get the get the mojo going right. so i th- i think that's one the um you know having i care about having you know, we talked about the frequency. I do want a regular kind of drumbeat of podcasts being released out there. And sometimes that's hard. It's really hard around the holidays with people's schedules. And so we, we find we have to work far in advance come the holidays. We're not always very good about that. Um, but I, I think for me, the biggest thing, I feel like with the evolution that we've had, we've worked through the bumps in the road through that to make for a better podcast by taping the intro and outro separately outside of the podcast, the, ta- the the main podcast taping. So we've worked through different things like that or improved kind of um, the, the way we're, we're, we're taping the podcast with our delivery. You know, one, one of the recommendations that I thought was really astute was that our podcast, whoever did our audit, I, I can't remember who, but um, he mentioned refer to listeners, listeners, you know, for our listeners, you know, say that kind of thing, you know, tell them about blah, blah, blah. And so I started doing that. I'm, always, I'm not always very good about doing it. And you mm-hmm. don't want to overdo it. But it's those kinds of things that have been very helpful. But I, I think the hardest for me is when I that rapport falls flat. Sure. And sometimes it does. Or, or I'm going to be just dead honest here. Sometimes the topic is really boring to me. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just Well, like, it can't always be home runs. That's it true. It can't always be home runs. But, you, you know, know, it's interesting to somebody else, so I try and keep – but sometimes I'm like, whoa, golly. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll even go through an episode, not yours, but a podcast yeah. episode that I typ- typically will listen to or, uh, on an ongoing basis. But sometimes the – I know they're going to have good stuff. It's like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's power through it because I know that – even though the topic may not be good, they always give me something. And or you've gone to workshops and s- conferences and such, and you kind of sit through something. And there's no way that you can't get something out of it. Yes. If you have to be here yes. anyway, yes, somebody's going to get something out of it, or maybe it'll turn all of a sudden in the middle of it and say, "Oh wow, this yes. did happen." Okay, good. Yes, you so never know. It's persevering, right. and um, but yes, yeah, somebody does get something out right. of it, and I and I try to, but it, but I think those are. Very rare. Right. It's very rare. But I'm very cognizant of, as the host of I want to put on something that's interesting and I want interesting topics for sure. people. I want people to listen. Sure, exactly. Yeah. So future plans for the podcast. What do you what do you in your in your mind, maybe you haven't told Joel yet, and this is a great forum to tell Joel, you know, I want to do this. 
You know, sometimes, you know. Just drop the bomb right now. You yeah, know, yeah, right. yeah, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. Yeah. This is where we're going Oops. in 2020 with this. That's right. <laughs> right. I, I'm so intrigued by the idea of using it as PD. I, 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 if, That's caught my interest now, too, that, yeah. that you've got that feedback that what could that do? Yes. You know, that could be. Yes. Yeah. So these superintendents recommend it as, as a form of PD, and especially in districts where they can't get to Columbus or to Cincinnati for PD and where they're further out. But I'm, I'm intrigued by it. And so right now, I, I am so honored that they think of our podcast in that way. I, I feel this like shame. I'm not giving it more intentionality with the PD aspect. And so I guess I'd like to give it more focus from a PD aspect uh, somehow. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not quite sure how to go about that yet because I haven't gotten my mind around that. But I, there's great potential there. We're, yeah. People are busy. It, right. It's really hard to get people out for anything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I see it within our home school districts to get people to turn out for a meeting. And I am living it. And and I think you have kids around my age, too. But yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, around my kid's age. I should, mm-hmm. <laughs> came out wrong. So where, yeah, you want me to come out for a meeting about, I, you know, I don't know why we need a levy. I, okay. Well, I have five things this night where I'm running. I just work for my kids at night. I mean, that's my, that's you know, I have a day job and a night job. And they're my <laughs> Where do you want to fit that in? Yeah. People are just busy. Or the agenda doesn't fit anything. It fo- focuses around the school my kid's going to. It's yeah. all the elementary schools and he is now and she's at a school. You know, all these scenarios that how do you get to them? <laughs> yes. And so I think people are just busy. But they mm-hmm. have time in the car. They have uh, time when they're running or whatever to listen to some of their favorites. And mm-hmm. so hopefully that's where we fit in. And hopefully we're one of their favorites. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, let's end with some advice um, for, you know, a consulting firm. Let's really keep it in that realm because that's what you're doing. As we talked about earlier, you don't advertise. You really don't promote who you are. You, you, you built the business on the legs that you do what you say you're going to do and referrals and such. But there's a you know consulting firm that's interested in using this as a marketing tool, a soft sell, as it were, or just to have great conversations with their clients. They would love you know to build that relationship up and use it that way. All these different pieces to why I do a podcast. What are some advice and maybe some key people that need to be involved in the ground level to make it solid from the get go? Well, key people to involve from the get go. I you know it, I. I if I, you know, straight off, they're going to need somebody like you because I didn't know what equipment to buy. I didn't know how to go about this, what was involved and, uh, you know, how time intensive and or, or anything. And I just had this instinct and I was just a podcast <laughs> listener, sure. consumer myself. And so so I think, you know, right out of the gate, that that's kind of the starting block. But I, I think I, I just um, – Honestly, I'm I'm going to like kind of toot our own horn. I'm I'm really proud of how we've gone about this and how we go about our business because we really we prize and value relationships above all else, and so we stay true to that. I believe in everything that we do, and you know if you do good, 
you know, people will notice and they'll want to follow you. So I, that that's what I would say, say has worked for us and that would work for others is stay true to, true to the relationships of things and good will follow. Um, and I, I guess that's, I mean, it really is who we are as a firm. We care about those things. It is what we value and it's just never led us astray. We've stayed, stayed true to that core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've- and it's so deep. Right. Yeah, well, no, but <laughs> I think it's true, true because I've he- I've heard other examples too that they they wanted to create a podcast um, to supplement a newsletter. Okay, it didn't work because it was just a task. They 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 heard back from their association members that hey, could you do a podcast instead of the newsletter? Because I listen to podcasts, I'm not reading your newsletter. Well, then it became a task that they did a podcast in addition to the newsletter. Didn't work. You know it why? should have. It should have. Yeah. But they looked at it the wrong way. They looked at it the wrong way. Okay, so there is. So I'm gonna. I'm going to kind of sidebar a little bit. And so within communications work, there there is something. It's it's. I, I don't know if the term is still relevant within you know how to form a website. I mean, this like when you look at a website, a lot of times people develop their website and they look at. What do I? What? How? How do I think for my organization this should work? Well, wow. it's geared internally toward the organization how they think the organization should work. But there's something called use cases where what are the different uses people might have for your web? And I think that's how a lot of things. It might work for you, the organization, to put, promote your newsletter on there. But is that how? Is that really the angle people really care about? And so I think it's getting the angle they care about. You know, school districts are always looking, and I think that's why our topics work, um, is that it's from superintendents to other superintendents and other school leaders out there. And so they are seeing these cool things. Well, maybe I can do that lunch program, that really cool lunch mm-hmm. program, and replicate it and find go be the hero. The, the great thing about education is they have no compunction and about calling each other for a great idea and saying, okay, what were your pitfalls? How do I make this work? Right. And so I feel like our podcast is a conduit to making other good happen for them. Those that I have done so far and listened to older ones as well too, it, it comes off that way that they're not really showboating. Like, no. Look what we're doing here. No. This is great stuff. It's just, yep, yeah, we're doing it um, the best that we can. And, and you know, luckily we've got the great people around us that with this project is, I got to give kudos to her. I mean, it, over time and time again, you hear the kudos to her, kudos to him. It, the superintendent or the main person you're really talking to is throwing everything off of themselves. Yeah, I think it's there's, amazing. A hu- there's a humility yeah. to it, you know, that, that I think um, makes it more receptive to people too. Right. It creates a genuineness, a realness to mm-hmm. it. And I, and I think that, and again, choosing the right topics, the right people makes that podcast work yes. for you. Uh, you're bringing all these great ideas together. And I, I get, I, I, you know, the more and more we talk about it, I'm not surprised that somebody made that comment to you that, you know, this is really good stuff that it's a PD level type of content. Yes. Because it has nothing to do with Allerton. No, it doesn't. <laughs> nothing to do with, ultimately it does. You know, yes, it's brought sure, to you we're by. Sure, do, we're doing, yes, exactly. You know, we're helping. We're, we, we're bringing these people to the table, quote unquote, but beyond that. Let's let's have the conversation. Let's get you connected. But I think we've done a good job of staying true to to our firm and the mm-hmm. genuineness that we. I, right. I think as as 
individuals within mm-hmm. the firm and as a team and, and how we work with our clients and, and, and the people we work with. So we're, I'm, pr- I'm proud of it, but can we do better? Oh, yeah, we can do a lot better. <laughs> that, but that's good because that means you want to continue on. Yes. You have plans in your mind about how we can make this better because this is, this is doing what we want it to do. That's yes. good. That's yes. good. When the time comes that you've exhausted, you'll know it. That's right. You'll know it. It's done. It's That's done. Right. Good. Well, thank you for being a guest. I really appreciate it. This is, I think this is a good insight. I've not had an opportunity to talk to, um, you know, basically a consulting firm, those that, a business that's not advertising itself and how they went about using and are using this type of medium to do what they want to do, but give themselves a little bit of lift as well, too. But it's not all about them. I think this has been a good showcase on how to get that accomplished. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate being on this side. This is good PD for me personally to be on this side. But <laughs> I'm glad I, you had fun. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for bringing me this, your beautiful sure. space here. And... Sure, no problem. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank you. At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high flying to all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.